Hello and welcome to another episode of the Golden Hour Podcast. Golden Hour Podcast, the original, <laughs> the original Golden Hour Podcast. Uh, we've been robbed. We've been robbed um, by Brandon, Brendan Schaub, yeah, Eric Griffin, and Crystalia, and Crystalia, yeah. Um, it, it it is what it is. I mean, like it doesn't it doesn't really matter. No, it is kind of funny though. It's just like kind of random. I like the theme song. Yeah, maybe we just they maybe, ripped our uh, they ripped our logo too. Look at that. Yeah. No. Here's the truth, guys. I don't care because I'm actually a fan of these guys. Um, specifically, Chris D'Elia. I've been listening to him for years mm-hmm. and find him hysterical. And so, if anything, this is quite an honor to be associated with these guys who are both. I mean, uh, they. I don't know if we're really associated, uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, well, we've been stealing their subscribers. Yeah, uh, because we have just hit. 1,000 subscribers. 1,000 subscribers. Welcome welcome all the comedian fans to the the much less funny podcast. (laughs) Welcome everybody who uh, just joined us on this show. Whether accidentally or on purpose. Yeah, so we just hit 1,000 subscribers, which means we're now eligible for monetization finally we can make money we can make ten dollars a month maybe maybe we can split it and buy a taco from taco bell that sounds great yeah um so yeah reminder to all the audio listeners right now if you're not a subscriber of the youtube channel yeah go over to the youtube channel find this video comment on the video and say hey we're audio listeners just checking in um, you don't have to watch the video, but just say hi in the comments. That'd be nice. And give uh, us a little sub if you wouldn't mind. Yeah. Obviously, the YouTube audience is a lot smaller, but we still love you. And thank you for a thousand subscribers. <laughs> that's uh, that's really cool. But yeah, Golden Hour. Um, the Golden Hour is now a show hosted by three very successful and famous comedians. Mm-hmm. They changed the name of their channel. So this wasn't the name of their show originally it was uh the king the sting and the wing is what it was called oh really i actually i've never listened to these guys if i'm being honest um they just sit in a room and just like have you know memes and and things that they react to and they like are really funny all three of them are are professional stand-up comedians okay so you put three stand-ups together and you know craziness ensues um but for some reason they decided to just change their name uh, all of a sudden, last week, and we started seeing comments kind of flooding in yeah. on the on the YouTube channel. Um, some trolls, even because there's one guy in particular, this Brendan Schaub guy, which I really don't know much about, mm-hmm. but he apparently has a lot of haters <laughs> and a lot of trolls. Right. So we've been receiving a, quite a bit of these um, comments on the channel, which has been quite funny and. I've noticed everybody has pretty much commented on just our last video, but this happened literally, I think the day we posted the video, people started commenting on it. People were, um, (laughs) it's funny because, you know, we've been around for a hot minute and people Mm -hmm. are are like, you, you, oh, you robbed these guys of their name and logo, how shallow or whatever. (laughs) And it's like, nah, no, we've, it's the other way around, my guy. Yeah, some people. We've been here. (laughs) Some people, uh, yeah, some people thought that we stole the name. Um, but yeah, some people are like, came to give the real Golden Hour podcast a listen, <laughs> this one guy. Uh, just a heads up, there's three well-known comedians who just started a podcast, same name and pretty similar logo. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, we we had somebody today actually comment. They said, uh, I accidentally subbed uh, thinking it was the Comedians Podcast, but found you guys. Their loss is your gain. Yeah. Take my sub. <laughs> and uh, we we did. And, and we gladly will. Yeah, thank uh, you. Uh, thank I you hope all. you're listening now. I uh, hope you're having a great day. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice me. to have you around. Thanks to ha- thanks to be thanks for being here. Me. Me. M E. <laughs> that's, that's the name of his. Hey, I mean, fair enough. It is him. Or, <laughs> but it's not me. But it is him. This is not the Brandon Scoob podcast. It looks like you stole their name and logo, someone said. Yeah. And then I said, uh, actually, we were first, sir, with a salute yeah. uh, emoji. And then, um, you know, a lot of people were backing us up here. So, yeah, just just for the record, everybody, this show was initially created uh, by Polar Pro. Yep. They hired me and Connor in the early days. That's right. That's the reason we moved to California from Nashville back in 2018. This yeah. This was the summer of 2018. Yeah, 2018, uh, fall, I guess, because it was October. Um, and we... Well, the conversation started with Polar Pro and me oh, in right. August. Yeah. And then we ended up moving in October. Right. And uh, we did our first episode around that time. And then we wanted to have a couple episodes in the, in the you know... In the can, bank. Yeah. In the bank before we went live with the show. So if you go back and look at our very first episode with Chris Poplowski, who's a, an Instagram photographer, really great friend and amazing photographer, mm-hmm. um, that first episode we recorded actually in 2018, uh, but the show went live in February of 2019. Right. So, so the show has been around for a while. They still have their the website up on their website, on Polar Pro's website. If you just go to polarprofilters.com slash golden hour podcast. Um, but it's just the skeleton of what once was because um, back in April or June, uh, we've, we've no, covered, summer. We've, I don't know. We've, we've covered this, but essentially they're no longer, um, Yeah, they don't own the podcast anymore. They gave it to Dave, which was very nice. And so we... So now we have our website at ghp.fm. Yep. Go check it out. If you ever get lost on episodes and want to get caught up, you can always go there and look at our list of episodes. It also pulls from our YouTube channel. So every youtube video that we post um also gets sent here so it's a nice kind of way to organize it mm-hmm. um and feel free to contact us if you ever want to on the contact page but on um, ghp it is kind of it is kind of interesting that they chose the name the golden hour podcast because yeah. uh i mean it's a great name obviously i mean we've been using it for a while but uh it's it is a kind of a photography videography term referring to the golden hour of light when it's like at the end of the day and the light is just perfect and everything you film looks amazing yeah uh or shoot photos for looks amazing uh and i guess they're using it too for some reason i I don't know what the connection is honestly their latest video is their first episode of the new name change and it says the new best hour of the week so it's like so they're thinking of it as like it's just a literal golden hour yeah like an hour of your time an hour of gold yeah (laughs) instead of instead of it being like oh this is an hour of golden light it's literally an hour of gold yeah gold content gold calm and maybe and maybe because they are associated with video people and obviously there's video people who work for their Right. channel maybe the term the golden hour is something that they're aware of Mm. and so it's like oh it's a nice play on words but um but yeah just for the reference, I think our use in in our niche makes more sense. Yeah, it's way more because clever. we're okay. <laughs> so because we're photographers and filmmakers, <laughs> and 
most of the photography filmmaking creative community is aware of this term yeah as it relates to photography right and filmmaking but um, to reiterate uh we're not upset we we're not upset we're not care. gonna we're not gonna sue them or anything some people are like you gotta sue them you can make money and it's like or we, or we could do nothing <laughs> or we could do nothing and reap the benefits of the accidental subscriptions yeah so for all the people that are stumbling across this accidentally hi how you doing how's your day hope you enjoy hope you stick around i don't know it could be fun <laughs> or you just leave that's fine too <laughs> if you like cameras if you like youtube if you like photography if you like dave if you like connor if you, if you like I'm, nasa if you like nasa well we won't talk about that but yeah so uh yeah thanks it, for being here new listeners stuff. and um yeah just remember who had it first we yeah, did we did so established in 2018 so uh if we suddenly have to change our name because they have more money than us and they sue us somehow uh that's why <laughs> <laughs> i think we're safe because it's just like um a f- there's a famous lawsuit with uh um what's his name vanilla ice mm. because he took like a beat from uh queen and david bowie right the uh ice ice baby right and he was like no no it's not the same there's his da 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 mine is da 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 he like he added an extra beat to it and so for us it's like they added the word the in front and we are golden hour podcast right they are the golden hour right so there is a differentiating um Slightly, slightly. Although I will say, um, didn't Facebook steal the name Meta from another company and they just did it? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they didn't like buy the name and like the other company is like, hey, like we had this first and Meta was like, well, it's ours now. <laughs> so we have money. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. I, I'm pretty sure I heard, hey, this could be rumors. Um, but I, I think I did hear that. Yeah, another company called Meta says Facebook should rebrand. Yeah. Um, it obliterated their business. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that's what happens, I guess. Uh, Meta, which was founded in 2010, creates immersive installments and activations incorporating AR and VR. Yeah, um, and it's literally the same kind of business, too. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. So, well, yeah. So, you know, bigger the bigger fish comes and eats the smaller fish. But, hey, maybe we're fine. And I think because, like, seriously, I'm a huge fan of of Crystalia. Like, yeah, um, you know, to be sort of associated is kind of cool to me because I'm a fan. So, right we'll see what happens, and uh, I don't think anything will happen. I think it'll be the same. So, Biggie, same. Yeah, Biggie, same. Anyways, thanks again, guys, for being here. Who are new? Yeah, uh, we'll move on to what this show is actually about, which oh, is oh, right, cameras, gear, photography, and also. Uh, filmmaking, YouTube, and all sorts of nerdy creative stuff. Yeah. Um, that being said, the Canon R6 Mark II was announced last week. Yep. Um, Soundstripe, who I work with, has pre-ordered one, so I should be getting hands on one within the next couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to that, and we'll do a review on the Soundstripe YouTube mm-hmm, channel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but it's here. It's twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. Give it's, me your um before we like just go through the specs and reading off everything. Give me like your how do you feel about it? I feel like this is the 6D Mark II all over again. Oh no. I mean, uh I, I w- maybe not that bad. Um Okay. It's a little disappointing, I think generally speaking because um when you look at the landscape of of other cameras on the market, there's a lot of 
things here that are great. And if you're a cannon shooter and you live in the cannon vacuum, right. then this is fine. But when you look outside of what people are doing with um, stacked sensor technology, it's called BSI uh, stacked sensors. It's just more dynamic range, better low so, light performance, stuff like that. I'd like to make a counterpoint. Okay. I actually think it's a pretty solid camera. Uh, okay. The stack sensor thing aside, I mean, it, the price point is 2500 bucks, so I, I think you can forgive the stack sensor, considering the price. Well, my- they, they threw in some neat features that are actually kind of like, I'm kind of pissed that it's not on my R5, honestly. Like what? Uh, continuous recording. Well, yeah. Okay. That's hold, just hold a firmware feature on, way hold on. for you. We're, we're still going. False color. Yes, that is true. They have false color in it. It's crazy. And then uh, another one that I saw, and I think there was a few more, but I'm forgetting, but it was a face-only autofocus. Oh, really? I it didn't see that. face-only autofocus. That's from the cinema line. Yeah, I saw. I was watching Kai W's video, and he was talking about the fact that the R6 Mark II has face... It's what's on the C70 that's recording me right now. It's yeah. face-only. Face if I got up and left, oh. the focus would stay the same. I didn't know that that was... So, Yes, I do think that there are some things that this camera, you know, it's maybe a little more of a of a boring camera, like in the sense of like nothing, it's not doing anything that's like, oh my gosh, this is new, this is exciting, kind of like the A7R5 is doing with like mm-hmm. some of the AI stuff. Although the autofocus in this camera did look really good. It has lots of different um, things that it can detect now, like motorcycles buses cars different types of animals humans and when i was watching kai's video they were doing some there's these ladies with fabric the little uh, waving went around in front of their faces yeah. and it was like it was tracking the head and the eye even through the fabric and it i mean it, cool. it looks great so like as far as it goes like it looks like a really solid canon camera for 2500 bucks um well would you consider selling your r5 and buying this then you know, honestly, it is a little bit enticing because it also has C log three. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can do four K sixty. I think it's better in low light. It. I did hear something, and it also has the six K uh, down sample to four K, mm-hmm. uh, and obviously the R five has the eight K. Um, but eight K, I feel like is just a little too much still for me. Like I don't really need that per mm-hmm. se. So it would be nice to have. Um, the 6K one, and I'd save a bunch of money. And honestly, one of the things I want to do is own a Canon and a Sony. So doing this would allow me to own both. Yeah, it, it would financially it would make more sense. You would get some of these newer features, which are better for video anyways. Um, you would lose out on the better EVF and some of the better photography features, but you're not a photographer. So. Uh, I'm not. And also, uh, I heard that the EVF on this camera does have like some cool the eye detect way thing? that it's not not even that like it, the r3 it's like the actual way that it looks and how it displays like highlights and shadows is like hdr so oh, okay. I, I was talking about it. he's like you can't show it in video he's like you just got to look through it and it almost it's almost like how your eye apparently sees things according to him go watch kai's video it's great kai w uh did a video oh i think i remember what you're talking about it's the um it basically simulates what is that what what is actually happening in real life yes. so it's you're not looking at the final result image you're mm-hmm. looking at it as if you're looking through a dslr right it's to basically help people who are transitioning from slrs yeah um it's kind of an interesting idea i wonder if you could probably turn it off I would, yeah i think i would think jordan on dp review said that he turned it off because it just is like 
it's a little it's, it's a little weird. hard to wrap your brain around when you're used to the way yeah mirrorless works now yeah it's uh kind of weird because it's like you're adjusting your settings but nothing is happening yeah. got it mm. but you just see the you see the dials moving so it is really for dslr people it's as if you're just looking through a mirror interesting the idea huh, yeah. that's kind of a cool thing I, w- I wouldn't use it but it is cool that it's there <laughs> yeah most people probably won't use that right um <clears throat> i think there my disappointment is just in the just yeah it's just kind of a meh kind of thing i guess and mm-hmm. th- the ibis is still having the wobble issue mm-hmm. that canon just needs to solve through right. firmware updates um, the R5 and the R6 did get better with a recent firmware update this summer. Mm-hmm. So I hope they continue to make that better. Um, this does have the ability to do 6K ProRes raw external uh, recording. but Which is cool um, if you need it. It's using a micro HDMI port uh, again. So that's not cool. Nope. Um, <clears throat> also, you know, I, I, I would be curious to see if the color looks good. Uh, I know the R6 original had like a yellowish tint to it. So as long as it's not overheating and it's not doing anything crazy, yeah. then I guess, yeah, it is a good little overall camera. I do like the video switch on the top. And I also watched Peter McKinnon's video. He took it to Iceland and the colors looked really good with whatever he was doing with it. What's up, everybody? Yeah, there he is. Peter McKinnon. Peter McKinnon. Um, yeah, so I I don't know, like... It's I'm, not as disappointing as I thought it would be after reading the specs. I think that they yeah. shoved enough in there that it kind of intrigued me, actually. Yeah. I I think, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about it. I think it's interesting and it, it exists and mm-hmm. there it is. And yeah. it's like kind of... It's not a camera for Dave, that's for sure. I mean, you got the C70 and that's that's all you need, man. Yeah. I mean, like, and then if you want to do photos, you love your Olympus system. Mm-hmm. And that is perfect, so. Yeah, like, I, I'm, I'm curious to actually when I get my hands on this to do some comparison to the Olympus because I've actually been using it more and more and starting to... I remember another thing. It has focused breathing compensation. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, which Sony's been doing for the last probably three cameras or now. Uh, I don't think Canon's Canon, ever done it. Canon's never done it. Uh, and they this is the first, I think the first. Okay. Maybe the R3 had it, but I think this is the first one. There's um, there's apparently an R7C that's coming out next year. I think that'll be interesting to see. C as in cinema? cinema? Oh. Yeah. So it's like a R5C, but cinema. Okay. So that I would be more interested in that. Um, although my friend Brandon Washington um, recently posted a video about his experience using the R3. Yeah. And how he owned the R5C. And now he's selling his R5C and just switching to the R3 because it's better. Yeah. The R5C did it i didn't when i used it a handful of times that wasn't for me there's something about it that i said the battery life was garbage too it was really hard for him yeah the battery life wasn't good um i i did have a a point with that i think that the battery life is actually technically good but the problem with it is that the battery you're using is small Mm -hmm. because it is a cinema camera so it's like if you tried to power your c70 on an lp6n battery how last would it how long would it last no, yeah not, not very long r5c falls in that same vein it, so it's like if you're not the r5c is meant to be built out and if you're not building it out then it's not a great camera yeah it's not a good hybrid camera in that way yeah, it's like once you build it out it's a good camera mm-hmm. but then you've you've lost the reason for having a hybrid then you lost yeah exactly so it's like it's kind of like a weird 
camera. That's um, what Brandon was saying is he has one battery with the R3 and he was able to do an entire shoot and still have that one battery. Right. And he's shooting 6K. Yeah, the R3 looks great. And uh, it's better in low light and it's like literally their flagship camera. So you get all the features of a, a flagship in terms of stills and video. And it has continuous recording as well, no overheating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think similar to the A1 versus the R5, R, A7R5, mm-hmm. this R6 Mark II is like the R3, but like a, just a cheaper R3. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's, it's, it's limiting some things here right. um if you want everything then you gotta spend twice as much to get the r3 uh true well is the uh how much is the r3 i think is it six, six grand Maybe yeah i think it's, it's six thousand a little more than twice yeah yeah it's six thousand you can get them used it is a pretty camera i i i wish i have not gotten my hands on the r3 me neither um is it micro hdmi yep of course <laughs> course it is that's the only downside <laughs> of course it is <laughs> oh canon why like that's the thing is look at all this room you could put a full-size hdmi right there yeah you could easy I um i don't know why they 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 must really think that micro hdmi is the future <laughs> i mean they are they're not just doubling down into it they're like quadrupling down into <laughs> this mic- and the, the updated version of the mm-hmm. r6 so the r6 mark ii and everyone complained mm-hmm. so you would think that They'd be like, oh, everyone complained. And they added all these new video features. Yeah, it's like, oh, people were upset about this. Should we fix this? And then Canon was like, no. <laughs> um, no, we're good. We're good. Uh, <laughs> no, we're engineers, so we know better than you. Yeah, exactly. Um, we, we we don't use the camera. We just build them, and we know better than you. Speaking of cameras, uh, X-T5, the Fujifilm X-T5 was announced. Yay. Yay. Uh, wow, amazing job, guys. Amazing job. Everything looks great for one thing and you know what it is it's the oh we're gonna drum roll it is the flip screen that isn't isn't there (laughs) yeah it's not there there's no flip screen uh it's a flip out screen it's a it's the xt3 screen uh they brought the xt3 screen. i don't even have a picture of it on their on the website it's because it doesn't matter because the screen's not a feature okay (laughs) they're like it's not even worth talking about um no it is worth talking about it doesn't have a flip screen they went back um it it totally makes sense. I get why they're doing it. They're really drawing a line in the sand. They're saying like this is for photographers. The XH2S is for videographers. Mm-hmm. If you want video, go that way. If you want photos, go this way. We'll talk about just for context what happened. This is not the video hybrid that you were wanting. No. So I have the XT4. Mm-hmm. I love my XT4. It's a great camera. It's a fun camera. Um, they added a flip screen for the first time to that camera. And it was, to me, it was like awesome. When it first came out, I was so excited. I day day one ordered it. Mm-hmm. So excited. And then um, yeah, look at I got it. Nice old color science is great. The performance is really good. The only thing that was a little bit lackluster was the autofocus. But honestly, I love throwing manual lenses on that camera. So yeah. it was kind of, it kind of didn't matter. It was aesthetically very pleasing. The video features were fantastic for the price. Yeah. Photo features were fantastic for the price. Uh, it was such a cool camera. and um, Still is. Still is. I, I still love it. I might keep it now. Uh, <laughs> the X-T5, they went a different route. They're saying... Mm-hmm. It, now, weirdly, it does have some great video features still in it. So, I don't really understand. But they're saying definitively, this is a photo camera. Yeah. 
but this can do 4K 120, 6K 30, yeah. full HD 240p, and 10-bit video. Yeah. So th- that's kind of the, the thing that kind of gets me, the goofs of it. It's like they're saying this is a photo camera, and that's why we went with this screen. Mm-hmm. But then they throw all those really cool video features in it. So yeah. it doesn't really make sense. But honestly, you know, it is what it is. There's probably a ton of people that are on the exact opposite side as me, and they're like, baby that's what we've been waiting for i've seen when i was on twitter when this came out i saw a lot of people saying this is great this is what i've always wanted yeah uh, fuji's going back to their roots yeah so and and that's fine it's just the xh2s although all the internals are fantastic and i love that the uh the aesthetic was always one of the coolest things to me about the xt series i i i just love especially the silver one love how it looks um this is the xh2s if you're watching the video it's got some of the sharp angled stuff, but it looks kind of like a weird Frankenstein. Yeah, it's like it's trying to be both. And I, for me, it, it still looks good. It's just not, it's not, it's almost looking more like a Sony camera, honestly. Yeah, and at that at that point, it's like, just get the Sony. Yeah, so. <laughs> but I, we have a lot of friends that have um, done videos and talked about the X-H2S. Uh, Tyler Stallman yeah. has a great video on it. The color um, science of Fujifilm honestly in my opinion got full-size hdmi on this guy is the best color science yeah it beats canon it well, beats sony why don't we just buy three of these and call it a day that would be pretty rad <laughs> uh i have a canon because you know the people i do some commercial work or uh you know weddings and stuff they all shoot canon so yeah canon that makes sense um, well you you could live in a world where you use this as your flagship you know video camera right and then you buy an xt5 to be a b camera to this it's a, pr- a great b camera sure and it's also your photography tool and the lenses are smaller and they're mm-hmm. much more affordable than both sony and canon mm-hmm. um obviously it's micro four thirds so yeah that is the some would consider that the downside some people consider it a plus it just kind of depends on where you are personally i I think I agree that it is a downside. I just think that it has a lot of ups and different ways yeah. that kind of compensate for it. Um, I did see, watch some videos on the autofocus. Uh, Tyler Stallman's video on the X-H2S is fantastic. We were just talking about it. Uh, by the way, your your color grading looks amazing. Um, it, and the autofocus looked good, actually. It was, it was actually keeping up with the... Uh, he had the R5 for comparison. Okay. And... Um, it was doing face and eye tracking and it would even track a little bit farther away as he would walk away from the uh, from the camera. So that was mm-hmm. kind of interesting. I would imagine though, like in terms of just pure response time, subject gets thrown into the frame, mm-hmm. your Canons and your Sonys are still going to be at least twice as fast. Um, but the... Yeah, we're watching Tyler's video right now. Yeah. He's running some tests. Um the uh, the highlight recovery looked fantastic too. He did a three stop overexposed with F log two, and he was able to pull it back really easily. He was saying that even with the R five and C log three, it was actually he felt a little harder to bring back to balance. Yeah, um, he still was able to obviously, but it was just a little harder to work with. Did some tests here in the in the best uh, video app on the market, Final Cut Pro. Oh, debatable, debatable. <laughs> actually, it's not. It's DaVinci Resolve. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's just that we don't use it. I know. <laughs> but the, the footage really does look great. Yeah, look at this footage here of him if you're watching the video. That's R5. This. Oh, really? 
<laughs> look yeah. at the skin tone. Oh my gosh, look at that. Looks so great. Um, but all of this stuff is uh, Fujifilm with the B-roll. Okay. And it shoots uh, 6.2 open gate, which is great. I mean, look at his A-roll. Looks amazing. C70. Yeah. He's just picking good cameras. Here's the autofocus. Okay, yeah, here's the autofocus so see, test. It's got a box and the R5 doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the R5 picks it up. doesn't mean the R5 went out of focus. It just means the little box wasn't there. Sure. But it, it does show that the... Um, Fujifilm is catching up. They're not there, probably, but they're sure. catching up. I would imagine. I I did see. I didn't really see any. I don't remember seeing any um, stabilization, real yeah, like good stabilization tests. Issue in the past too is their ibis is a little wobbly and funky. Yeah, I mean, Canon's isn't much better, but um, I yeah, I know it was a little wobbly. Like you weren't gonna walk around with it. It was very much like a sit and hold, and it'll get the shakes out. Um, but beyond that, it's not like which um, for. For our style of shooting with the reviews and stuff, it's like that's how we shoot. It's like you I'll just really stand there. I'll just stand there and rant for a minute and then we just go to a different location. So right. all we need is something to just get your handshake out. That yeah. way we don't have to walk around with a gimbal or a, a monopod or something. Yeah. And then he did delve into the fact that Fujifilm is a little bit unique with those film simulations. It's mm-hmm. just and they look good. Uh, the ones that are built in look good. Well, two of them look good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which ones do you like the best? Uh, well, three of them look good. I, I like the, um, uh, the black and white one at cross is really nice. Um, mm-hmm. but how often are you going to use that one? Mm-hmm. And then, um, col- I think it's color negative looks really good. And then, um, well, it's been a while since I've used the camera. What's the other one? Co- uh, co- something Chrome, Kodachrome. Yeah. Looks so, great. So basically if you want to buy an X-T5 with the, uh, recommended kit lens, which is the eighteen to fifty five, which is actually a great lens. Um, as far as kit lenses go, it's the best. It's small. It's lightweight. It's small. It's made. It's high quality. It's made of metal. Like it has a metal casing. Um, it's sharp. It is not consistent aperture. That's the only downside. But it's the only downside. But it it honestly wasn't. I I use. I still own it. It's a great lens. Yeah. I, I, like it's a great. Just I need a lens a, to pop on there and do anything. Two point eight to f four. Yeah. So I, um, <clears throat> in fact, it's the only, the Fuji lens you own. <laughs> so, uh, it's the only Fujifilm brand lens I own. Yes. Yeah. With, uh, with autofocus, right? Yeah. But you've got the little adapter thing and yeah, like Sigma I, lens. I adapt my Helios 44 mm-hmm. to it. I have a uh, artisan lens that I use with it. And then I also have a Sigma 50 to 100 that I adapt to it. So it's kind of a, it's a great little camera to adapt other lenses to no camera combo well our friend um zach mayfield did get one um he got the t5 no the xt the x2s yeah he got the h2s yeah so maybe we could reach out to him and hang out and do a little downtown run and gun shoot or something that'd be great because i would love to see what that what the footage looks like and um i just play around with with the f-log too honestly yeah because f-log the original f-log was fantastic and i've heard great things about yeah and by the way i want to apologize if you're hearing mm. any type of jackhammering going on in the background or yeah. uh trucks um literally as we sat down to start recording this morning um i looked out my window and there's a team of people just completely ab- obliterating the um the road the road so i don't know what they're doing i think they're installing some internet or something but uh they're literally using a jackhammer and a buzzsaw to yeah. hopefully it doesn't come through you know we'll process the audio but <laughs> if it does hey 
Canon released a new lens as well, the 135 f1.8. Looks cool. It's expensive, uh, but yeah, it's, it looks like a it looks like a pretty lens. Uh, it's actually cheaper than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I was joking with him. I'm like, oh, it's probably three grand. It's two grand. So that's not a focal length I ever use. But 135 instead of buying a 70 to 200, it's smaller. It's lighter. It's black. It's a little bit more aperture. Mm-hmm. Um, I had some friends back in the DSLR revolution days, back in the 5D Mark II era, mm-hmm. that used two of these as side camera lenses uh, for weddings. So instead of owning a 70 to 200, you just own two of these, and it's just a way better optic. It, it looks gorgeous. Yeah. And 135 is about perfect for a full-frame camera to just get like a, a bride reaction shot and a groom reaction shot. And obviously, because it's a prime, you have to move your tripod around. But yeah, that's the thing. It's not flexible, but it's a it's gorgeous. Like the lens, the the image you're gonna pull off of it is mm-hmm. great. So it, I mean, it's for a particular type of person for a particular type of shoot. But I'm just happy that you know Canon keeps slowly making lenses, and that's why I'm just holding on to my C70 because I think over the course of the next three years or so, the lineup will eventually be there. Um, they're still building out the high end line though mm-hmm. i would love to see some more budget friendly mm-hmm. options i mean they really like haven't um just you know similar just similar lenses just for for cheaper prices you know like they just they just well, they, need to expand their lineup not necessarily saying i need to buy those lenses i'm just saying like well they've they just came out with the there's a 24 one eight which is great like that, that's 16. what i'm saying we need more of this well they now have of this line this cheap line yeah they have a 16 28 the 24 18 a 35 18 a 50 18 and an 85 It'd be nice to see some zooms yeah those are all primes yeah, yeah. um well there yeah zoom rf there was a, a cheaper rf that just came out did they this uh there's like a a wide angle cheapo like this one here Oh, yeah, there you go. So it's like a 15 to 30, but it's an uh, F4 to 6.3. That's kind of gross. But it is teeny tiny. So yeah. if you're not, if you're shooting a lot of uh, wilderness outdoor stuff, yeah. having that aperture is not that big I of a deal. I guess they're coming out with some more lenses that I didn't really realize were there. But even still, I mean, it's just, they're just behind. And also, actually, what it's not that I need Canon to come out with another lenses. I think that's yeah. maybe a miss, I misspoke. It's like, where's the sigmas and the mm-hmm. you know whoever else you know making these rf mount lenses that are i think canon is keeping them from doing that right now for be, some reason probably because they want people to buy their lenses <laughs> yeah but it's just a bad it's just a bad move because tamron and sigma are just making these amazing mirrorless lenses for sony right now yeah like you know the, the so and they're kicking butt i mean those lenses, those lenses are great <clears throat> that uh, makes going sony more appealing right so there's just more options so that's what i mean is like it doesn't mean you don't sometimes just want to shell out the extra money for that Canon glass, but yeah, sometimes you don't need it. And Sigma mm-hmm. is plenty fine. Um, so yeah, so you shot a wedding this weekend with yeah. our mutual friend, Jim cook, mm-hmm. um, of she, he, we, is that what it is? She, he, we, she, he, we photography here in Nashville. Yeah, that's it. Um, she, he, we, and, uh, something happened with your camera that you wanted to talk about on the show tell me about it yeah so everything was going great um for the most part and we're at the end i mean it's the final like we need you know we need 45 more seconds Mm -hmm. of footage you know 
And, uh, you know, I went through probably four batteries at this point, a decently long day, and I had a battery in my camera. It had two bars left. I was like, 45 seconds, two bars, I'm fine. I don't need to switch out for this. And so we're they're doing the exit, sparklers. It's really pretty. It's really lovely. They're doing the stuff. We're walking back. You know, Jim is taking the photos. I'm walking back with the video camera, you know, yeah. the R5. Everything's great. And then all of a sudden, my camera, my R5, goes like hard black. Like, it doesn't do, like, a normal shutdown sequence. You know how, like, oh, my camera ran out of battery, and it's, like, cleaning the sensor, and then it turns itself off and then saves that video file. It just went hard black. Well, for some reason, my battery essentially crapped out, Mm. um, and that last file um, got corrupted. So it was... um, You never want that with a a wedding. Yeah, it wasn't there, especially for that... Exactly, yeah, it broke. And it wasn't... uh, it was just really, it was like bad, you know, I felt so bad because it happened with... It was the exit. It was the... It was the exit. Like it was with exit. my camera. Um, and come to find out, the battery I had in there was an off-brand battery because I had kind of went through my actual nice Canon batteries at that yeah. point. And um, yeah, it was just a real bummer. I threw the battery away. I'm going to throw <laughs> all my off-brand batteries away. I, I can't deal with that Cautionary happening. tale to all so. listeners. If you have... Off-brand batteries. Usually, off-brand batteries are fine. In fact, I've never had an issue like that. I haven't either. Uh, normally, the issue I have with off-brand batteries is just that they don't last as long. They're just, yeah. they just die quicker. And I was like, uh, you know, no big deal. It's just, you know, just die quicker. You know, who cares? Um, but now the fact that it has happened to me once, mm-hmm. I can't let that happen to me twice. Because <laughs> uh, that's a bad, that's a bad, that's bad. Biggie bad. That's biggie bad. So, um I'm going to just throw them all away. It's like, you know, the, the real Canon batteries aren't that much. I mean, they're, well, they're twice as much. They're twice as much. <laughs> uh, but like, they last. Especially the top end ones. They last are. twice as long. So yeah. if you want to think of it like that, um, I think they're 90 bucks for the one with the nice badge on it. And they're great. They, it's the best battery in the camera the, world, I the think. L, the Canon LPE6 in H. Yes. Oh, they're 80 bucks. Okay, it's not as bad as I remember. Back ordered. Um, yeah, back ordered, of course. I think I ended up buying mine from Sammy's because it was back ordered everywhere. And so I just yeah. I called up Sammy's and I was like, hey, do you got any? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, send them my way. So I <laughs> the, bought two. This was the newer, um, the, the E6N came out with the R. Mm-hmm. And then when the R5 and the R6 came out, they added another letter, the H. Yeah, and I think and it, it allows you to charge it via USB-C. And not only that, it um, they like if you're if we're talking in photography terms, it like squeezed out an extra couple hundred shots says, that you could take. It says the twenty one hundred thirty milliamp hour battery should provide an increase in battery life of approximately fourteen percent, which is crazy because it's the same size, and somehow they squeezed fourteen percent more efficiency out of that one battery, yeah. um, and that's from another Canon battery. That's not from what whatever brand I had, Wasabi. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So cautionary tale. Uh, if you have off-brand batteries, I'm not saying it's going to happen to you. It could never happen to you, but it yeah. also could happen to you. <laughs> and so, you don't want that to ever happen. And you don't want that to happen because that's stinky. And that clip uh, was corrupted. And I think it might be recoverable or uh, looked into some, I, I spent about two hours doing some research trying to figure out how to recover that file. Uh-huh. I may have found a solution, but it's. Yeah, we're going to have to. Money. You're gonna have to pay money. Uh, Jim said he might cover the cost, but I told him I would pay for it. 
So if it's not too much. I What's like, the website for people who may not want to know? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't remember. I was on some form, and I think it was called Treasure or Treasured, something like that. Okay. Um, but it was the uh, sorry, it was the only one I could find. So um, everything else didn't work. Canon Utility didn't work. Uh, Media Encoder didn't work. Just changing it to MP4 didn't work because it's a DAT file. So um, failure all around. But anyways, cautionary tale, use real batteries. <laughs> and on that note, that's the end of the show. That is. This is the the original Golden Hour podcast. That's right. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody go buy real batteries. Everyone buy real batteries. Subscribe to the Golden Hour podcast, the real one. And you know what? Maybe the other one too. Why not? <laughs> Might as well. Show them some love. No animosity here. And uh, let us know, uh, ghp.fm slash contact. If you have any feedback, let us know if you have any suggestions or ideas. Yeah. Um, we're considering continuing uh, interviews as another kind of side show kind of thing. Um, not I've, not every time, but just like on occasion, <clears throat> if there's a good interview opportunity, maybe. Yeah, because I've, I've got a great one lined up. Um, right now I'll just go to announce it with Eric Floberg. Mm -hmm. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Um, he's actually in town this week. Oh, no way. In Nashville. He lives in Chicago. Um, and so you're going to meet up. He asked me cause I said, yeah, uh, let's do our interview at this time. I live in Nashville, so I'm on, you know, c central time. He's like, what? I'm going to be in Nashville this week. Let's just do it in person. Oh, wonderful. So <clears throat> we'll see if that. It happens. I, I may just bring this mic set up to his hotel and he may do it just to just have it in person. Might as well. Yeah. That'd be so, right. Uh, be on the lookout for, uh, for that. But uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. Absolutely. Uh, and once again, I'm your co-host Dave Mays. And Connor McCaskill. And we hope you have a fantastic week. Adios. <laughs> I still <laughs> like Armando. Ending. I still Armando's ending. <laughs>